Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to Money Watch ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Graduation is a sweet occasion, but finding the perfect gift can be a bitter struggle. MMS.com has a solution. Personalized M&Ms. Just imagine the look on your grad's face when they receive a custom candy creation featuring their school's colors, name, and even their photo printed right on some M&Ms. It's a thoughtful way to celebrate their accomplishments and make the occasion even more special. Visit MMS.com to create your own personalized gifts and party favors for graduations, weddings, birthdays, and more. That's MMS.com. Use code WONDERY to receive 15% off your next order. Welcome to the Money Watch Show. It's Tuesday, February 13th, and we are here trying to answer your financial questions. If you have one, all you need to do is go to our website, jillonmoney.com, and click the Contact Us button. Don't forget to let us know if you would like to come on the air live. And while you're on the website, don't forget there's a whole bunch of stuff there. You've got blogs, podcasts, radio, video, book. Yeah, my book, The Great Money Reset. It's out in paperback. There are resources. You can also subscribe to our service called Jill on Money Live. That's where you have access to quarterly live webinars and lots of cool bonus video content. Again, 35 bucks for the whole year. It's so easy to do. All right. I am joined by Mark Talercio. He is a certified financial planner, just like me. And today we are going to talk to Drew from Chicago. My wife and I, like I said, in the kind of submission, we have a pretty interesting situation, I think. Um, right now, we don't have any kids. Um, before we met, I had bought a condo, and she had also bought a place uh, that her dad kind of fixed up. So right as we got together, we both had two, basically had two houses. Um, after she, she ended up moving into my place, and she's renting out her spot currently. And then kind of out of nowhere, we decided to buy a place in Indiana, um, my in-laws have a house in Indiana, right in Michigan City area. If you guys are familiar, it's like on the other side of the lake, about basically 40 miles or so as the crow flies across the lake. Okay. So they they have a house there, a family friend that's up there, their brother had passed away. So this house never even went on the market. Mm. So my father-in-law is very handy, does a lot of uh, construction type jobs. So he's helping us renovate it currently. So we currently have the house that I bought initially that we both live in. Mm -hmm my wife's condo that's fully rented out by her cousin. So it's an easy tenant to work with. And then we're now still rehabbing uh, this house in Indiana, trying to kind of put all our pieces together and what kind of would make the most sense for us. Now, uh, what is the game plan? Is it to keep all three? Is that your preference? What would you like to happen? I think, 
I'm torn. My wife is from the south side of Chicago, so all her family's in this area. So I don't foresee leaving like the Chicagoland area anytime mm-hmm. soon. But I'm kind of getting sick of Illinois just because the taxes are very high. <laughs> I can move to Indi like I can move to Indiana and still commute to Chicago without having too much issue. There's like a South Shore tra- train line. Okay. So I think, and I'm 38. My wife's 34. Um, so I think we'd like to have some optionality with this house in Indiana. Mm. Um, either that be a summer house or potentially sell one of our properties in Chicago and then uh, live in Indiana full time. Okay. So Indiana has no state income tax or a cheaper tax rate than uh, Illinois? It's just much cheaper. Um, if we live there, and this is another thing we got to figure out, if we live there, the property taxes are half versus what it would be if you're out of state. Mm, out of state. I like so half. It's two- it's 2% versus 1% from what we understand. Still uh, cheap. The, so cheap. Yeah. Um, okay, let's do some numbers, though. So the house that you live in, is it? you said it's a condo or you both have condos? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, uh, what's, your, I, what's the house that you bought originally? What's it worth? So I'd say it's worth about four twenty five. dollars I bought it for three ninety five, dollars mm-hmm. uh, and currently have about two ninety five dollars left on the loan. What's so the rate? Little, uh, $399. Great. And what about her condo? Her place, she bought it for two seventy five, put twenty percent down, and now owes about one seventy left. That's probably worth about three twenty five, because she put about forty grand into it. So it's probably worth three twenty five, three fifty, uh, and that rates at three eight seven five. And is she getting market rate from her cousin, or is she giving the cousin a good deal because it's a cousin? Uh, more or less market rate. Her mortgage is about sixteen hundred mm-hmm. all in with taxes, and she's getting I think twenty five hundred out. Oh, okay. So she's actually interesting. So uh, she is actually probably net making some money. Yeah. Are you guys claiming her place as a rental property? In other words, are you depreciating it right now or not? Good question. I because this was just in the last year um, that she's renting it out. So yep. I think. She's still claiming it as her homeowner's exemption. Okay. All right. I, be- I believe she's claiming the income. I, I, we need an accountant, to be honest. All right. We got to get on that because here we are. We're talking to you in the beginning of uh, the tax season. So we'll get cracking on that. All right. So, we'll, that, but that's good to know. So, 2500 is the rent. And, uh, you know, you've got a good renter in there and the cousin. Otherwise, it's going to be a very bad Thanksgiving. Uh, what, tell us about the Indiana house. How much did you pay for that? So we bought it for two seventy. Um, we only put we were going to put we knew we were going to have to put and we've already put 40,000 into it mm. uh, for renovations. We were going to put 20 percent down, but our realtor just said put 5 percent down, knowing that we're going to have to put all this money into it. So. Yep. We bought it for two seventy. We owe about two fifty five still. What's the and rate? The rate's six nine nine. Blah. <laughs> yeah. All right. How much more money do you think? I mean, you you paid that much money, but how much do you think you have to go in the renovation? Uh, we're about, I'd say, sixty five percent done. Okay. Um, so maybe another twenty to twenty five. <laughs> I think. I mean, my father in law is doing a lot of the work, so luckily we're getting it on the cheap to okay. some respect. Uh, so I would say yeah, maybe 25 to 30 would be what we need to still put in to get it up to speed. But based on the area that it's located, I think after it's all said and done, it might be worth close to 400. Wow. I put 350 uh, down just for my Yeah, notes. 350. That sounds reasonable. But yeah, I think uh, okay. this is, it's a very desirable area. 
if you have to live in Indiana, I guess it's a long commute from downtown for us. Yeah, very tough. It's, it's right on the commute. beach, though. Yeah, it's right on the beach, though. That's always a weird thing about those lakes. And Mark, have you been to Chicago? Never. No. Uh, I, I've been to Chicago, but just in the city. Because the whole lake thing is so fascinating to me. It is sort of like a massive body of water. So we think about lake and we think like some upstate New York. Lake George? No, I never think like, about that. Like I had never been there growing up. I'm a Long Beach Island guy on the East Coast. Um, so when I first went to this beach, I was like, wow, like you can't see the other side of the lake. So it's as if you're on an ocean beach. Except um, it's so, not an ocean. Yeah, it's fresh water. It's right. nice. Uh, right. But on a clear day, you can see the city from, from where we're at. So it's That's kind of cool. cool. That's totally cool. So if um, right now you're swinging all of this, you're making your payments, everything's good? At the moment, uh, you know, and being in sales, you know, my commissions can fluctuate. So some months it might be very easy. Some months, you know, we got to maybe tighten the purse strings a little bit. But mm-hmm. for the most part, we're, uh, we're in a pretty good spot, I'd say. So, Drew, how much do you earn approximately? Let's do each of you. Now, be conservative because you said you are in sales. So let's give, the, um, give me the conservative number. I'd say 125. Okay. Uh, that can vary, but that's probably a conservative estimate. Uh, my wife is at 92. Okay. And how about retirement plan contributions? You making them? Um, I've maxed out the 401k the last couple of years. Um, I just started putting money into a Roth. Um, I know Mark's big on the Roth uh, from previous episodes. Um, but at a time in my heyday, I was making kind of more than I think what would the demand limit. to be putting in the Roth. So I hadn't really gone down that route. So I'm just starting to put money into a Roth. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, I have about 230 in my 401k. Uh, my wife has... This is through a number of jobs. She has to consolidate all her 401ks, but she's at about 230 also, 235. That's great. Um, And then my Roth has about 10K in it. I use that Acorns app. Yeah. How do you like Um, that? I like it. It kind of, you know, and I I probably should shift some of that money towards the Roth, but um, I put basically 500 a month into the Acorns and then I round up my credit card purchase 10X. So it might be like six, seven hundred dollars a month that I'll be putting in there. Okay. Um, I have a Robinhood account with one hundred and twenty-eight thousand. Tell me about that. How have you done, Mister? Um, I'm, I'm buying my individual securities and mean I stocks. I started it. I started it in twenty seventeen. Oh, um, good timing. I had a really good Q four of twenty sixteen where I made like close to a hundred thousand dollars in like a few months. So I basically just dumped a lot of that into Amazon, Apple. Um, so I have a few kind of anchor positions that I don't plan on really selling anytime soon. Yep. Uh, but Apple's worth roughly 25 to 30K. Amazon, about a similar amount. I have a, an oil stock that's worth quite a bit that's done well. Um, had some losers in there. Uh, no, I'm surprised. Are uh, you kidding? Try- Try to offset that with some of the, the big gainers. Um, and then I have in my Fidelity brokerage, I have a Fidelity brokerage that has about 25000 Why not? Oh, so what's, what term- does that represent, though? Like why the Fidelity brokerage versus the Robinhood account? So I, I started the Robinhood, again, 2017. Mm-hmm. And our um, the 401k was administered through, I believe, Merrill at mm-hmm. the time. And then our 401k got moved over to Fidelity. So I had some money through like an ESPP that I liquidated. So I just started a separate brokerage within Fidelity and then also have the Robinhood one. I like to kind of keep them separate in some respect. I don't do a lot of trading. I got you. Fidelity, but I play around a little bit more on the Robinhood side. Okay. Um, And 
in general, um, is your wife just using her retirement account for investing or does she also have a little bit of the brokerage bug? Yeah, she's her father uh, worked at the CME in Chicago. So he's started some him. stuff with her. Um, but he had created a, a Janus account for her when she was very young that has like 16 grand. And then she has a variety of equities uh, from her job at CVS. She was doing like the employee stock purchase plan mm-hmm. and then also through her current uh, job. So she has probably, I want to say about 70,000 in equities, 70, mm. 80,000 in equities that she doesn't really monitor. She kind of just lets it you know, do its thing. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. When you look at this situation, um, I'm wondering what about the, the process causes you stress? If there is any part of this, like what is what's the the pain point that we can address with you? Because I have some I, different I ideas. I bet I know. All right, let's hear it. I'm what? The, uh, Wait, I Mark's going to guess first. Mark, what do you think his pain point is? Uh, Six point nine nine. Yeah, I think that's our biggest challenge. Uh, and trying to figure out if it makes more sense to try to pay that down as much as possible or like use some of the extra funds that we have to try to dump into that. Mm. Um, we plan on refinancing at some point, but I mean, the rates are still, I think they went back above 8% just the other day. So we're not anywhere near that point at this point in time. What do you think, Mark? I, I, I don't think I would pay it. I mean, I'm in a similar situation. I just got a new property with, uh, and my interest is 6.25, but I, I know, you know, within the next probably two years, I'm going to be refinancing. So I'm not going to be paying that down or putting anything additional on the principal until I refinance. At that point, then I'll make a decision. But until that happens, I wouldn't do it. Let me ask you a question, Mark. Let me let me play devil's advocate just for the heck of it. Um, let's say that somehow Drew convinces his wife, I know she's listening, um, that they should sell the current primary residence. Yep. And move to Indiana. Yep. And out of that, so no longer have that property, but we have, you know, 125 grand in equity that came out fast. Um, now maybe clean up these investment accounts, gets free up some money, some positions that are no longer working for them. Should they just say, ah, screw it, pay it down? Pay it down? No, I wouldn't do that. I would probably take a chunk of it. Keep it on the sidelines, and when it's time to refinance, do a cash-in refi and just have a much smaller balance. What do you, how do you feel about that, Drew? 
I mean, I don't hate that. The the other thing I didn't mention too, like once this place in Indiana is fully renovated, there's a possibility we might try to rent that place out as well. Oh, mm, so okay, that's good. That, that comes with a bit of a challenge because the the town that it's in, you need to do thirty day rentals or longer. You Ugh. can't do like weekly oh, rentals. Yeah. Well, maybe so, you're right. Just you have another cousin that can live there full time. I mean. We got to get some of these cousins out. I mean, nothing bad is going to happen. I I have like two overriding issues here. Number one, you're really young and you say you don't have kids now. Will you potentially have kids? Is that a possibility? I I think, I mean, we're, we're trying, uh, you know, it's just not happened yet. Uh, Mm -hmm. But again, I'm 38, she's 34. So I'm, I don't want to be 50 and having my first kid. So that's like um, Mark. Mark was like a hundred no, when he had his first kid. Was, he only acts like he's 50. I was 40. You've got some time, Drew. I but, got a little time. All right. So given that, because you've said that as a possibility, I am very much against paying down the mortgage because I think you need to have the cash available for other things. So what I would say is you're at this really cool part in your life where you're making good money, you're putting money away. I really would encourage you guys to consolidate and clean some of this stuff up. I mean, I really think that that could help both of you in the process. And are, are you, um, how do you feel about a joint account? Like, what do you, what, what's like, can you both contribute? Because it seems to me you have about the same amount of money. Would you want yeah, to- we we haven't really consolidated our own finances, but to be honest, like we're pretty open. Like I'm very open with all my financials, like with all the stuff before we got on this call, like my wife gave me everything that she had. So like we keep it separate, but at the same time, we wouldn't have a problem combining things in some capacity. Well, I only think combining be- for, for sake of ease of management, since both of you seem to have like a bit of a buy and hold strategy. I think that now that you are married and you are going to be married filing jointly and the you somebody needs to take control or at least take a look at how you can harvest any losers every year and really keep an eye on what your allocation looks like. Because, I mean, you have real money that is in taxable accounts, right? You know, whether it's uh, she's got 80 or 90 grand and you have 145,000, like you put that together, that's a big chunk of money. And I would want to be able to manage that and be looking at it every year, you know, maybe the beginning of the year, maybe the end of the year, whatever, but like harvesting your losses, reallocating, making sure you know what exactly your liability is. And, you know, if you have kids, there is money that you can free up pretty easily and create 529 plans for college funding. So I just think it's easier to manage. But Mark, did you guys combine everything or did you keep it separate and then you manage it? No, 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 no. I mean, we each had our own accounts when we came into the relationship. We still have those separate accounts, but we also opened a joint brokerage account. And that's kind of like all new money goes in there joint. But you how do you manage that from a... Um, from just in general, like if you each had your own accounts, how do you do the management of that going forward? Uh, I, I'm in charge of it. I don't. Th- I don't think. Well, help Drew out. Give him. <laughs> give him, Drew. Could you be in charge of that? Or do you think she wants to be in charge of it? No, I mean she's kind of let me do my own thing. Um, like I said, she's not actively trading or anything like that. The, the equities that she's had are basically from stuff that her dad more or less set up. Yeah. Um, or through ESPP, yep. through CVS, or her current job. She has. I think three different equities just based on the three different jobs that she had over the last like six or eight years. But like, would you buy those assets right now if you were starting over? 
I mean, the, the ones I have, I might dabble into. Um, I don't know, CVS, maybe. Um. <laughs> I'm just saying, this is always a good question to ask yourself because when people get very nostalgic about some of their assets, I always say, well, just it's an easy question. Starting today, would you buy that asset? And if the answer is no, then that's a good idea. Like, well, let's sell it. Let's not compound the problem. Like, whatever. Like, it's fine to have uh, a Janus fund, but if it's like some suck-ass fund, then you don't want it. And like, get rid of it. And it's creating tax liability. Then we get rid of it, right? But um, someone has to put an objective lens on this and be able to say, even for you, it's like I've got some losers. Well, sell some losers and take some money off the table if you can somewhere else. Maybe that Janus fund has a huge. Uh, gain, but it's not an asset you want to hold, but you've got losers. So let's clean this up a little bit. And in terms of the management, if you don't want to combine them, that's fine with me for sure. Um, But I do think that Mark is right. Like big picture, I wouldn't pay down that debt. I think that, you know, I just be careful about renting the Indiana property if you really do think you want to be there. Because it would be a bummer if you were like, oh, I have a job right now where I have to go into the office, but my new job is fully remote and I could be living in Indiana and having an awesome life and not paying as much in taxes and actually want to be there. So I just think that to leave that option open um, might be helpful for you guys. In a basically brand new house. In a brand new house. That hasn't been destroyed by tenants. Exactly. Or hasn't been uh, or or by a child yet or a dog. (laughs) Um, So what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, the, the other thing, too, um, like with the Indiana house, yeah, it's basically like more of a summer house. I mean, it's kind of a dead zone in the winter. So I'd like to be up there. I don't have a problem with it. But again, my wife, with all her family on the south side, she'd probably prefer that being like more of a summer geared type of I think you, situation. I think you guys need to sit down and have a chat and, fi- and figure out what, you know, in terms of the real estate, what you guys want to do. Yeah, absolutely. Because by the way, you can st- is your house a place where you can have kids or not? Yeah, so I have a three-bed, two-bath. Her place in Chicago is a two-bed, one-bath. And then the Indiana house will be three-bed, two-bath, roughly. You know, it may be that you stay, you keep your condo with your 3.99%. And at the end of the day, maybe you're going to be like, you know what? Uh, the renting of her place, maybe you sell that eventually. You free up that cash. You have it. It's available to you. You can fund lots of different things. Maybe it stays as a rental property. We'll see. But you've got a lot of assets. So I think it's it's a great story. As soon as you have kids, it'll you know they'll soak up all of your money, right, Mark? It's all done. It's all, and your well, life first, is over first, essentially. First two or three years. Yeah, and and your time and your life. Um, do you guys have life insurance? Um, I didn't mention it. And I know I'm going to get ripped on for this. Uh-oh. And this is, again, at a time where whole my life. Whole life. earnings were pretty high. Whole life. I got a whole life policy. Um, I definitely got scammed by this guy for sure. <laughs> um, and then after I started it, he left. And then I'm like kind of now in whoever's name that it passed on to. Yeah. So basically, I have a whole life. It's like 5200 a month or oh, a year. God, a, year. a month. That was going to freak me out, man. Uh, and okay. currently, the cash value is about between the two policies because there's two tranches. Uh, of course. It's about 18000 in cash value. I I don't know what the approach is. It, it, I think it's till 2065 or 55 maybe. I think when I turn 65. But what's the death benefit on this thing? 
Uh, it's let me see. Can't be that much. Got to be fifty or a hundred. Um, the first one is like two twenty, I believe. All right, do me a favor. Call up the company and say, "Hey, do I have a tax event if I close out these policies and I'm done?" And then get yourself some twenty year term life insurance and get a half a million or a million bucks. Probably a million, right, Mark? A million, yeah, for yeah. sure. Get a million dollars of term life insurance. But call the company first, whatever 800 numbers on that statement, and say, if I um, close this out, shut this down, and get my 18 grand of cash value, is there a tax event? Ask them that. Very important. All right, before I let you go, because we have to go, uh, you have some estate documents or no? No. no. Uh, oh, can I get Now, that's what I'm going to get mad about. I don't care about the whole life. Now, don't you have a friend who's a lawyer? Do you have a, do either of you have a corporate benefit with legal services? Possibly. I, Check that out. Check that out. I want a will, a power of attorney and a healthcare proxy. And if you don't get it through work, if you have a friend who's a lawyer, you can ask them for that. Otherwise you can go online. You can try, you know, it's not, it, it's not going to be huge, but you should have documents. So with like a will and stuff, like I don't have any kids. I just got the wife. A lot of real estate. Got her out of real estate. Yeah, it would. But just in case, you you know, we like to have everything down. And since you're going to have to go and get a power of attorney and a healthcare proxy anyway, have a will. And then, you know, most of the stuff will pass by contract because you guys, but if you, is your name, are you on the condo, on her condo, and is she on your condo in terms of Uh, succession? So my condo is all me. She pays me basically half the rent that she gets. From her place, uh, as like now this is all messy. Clean this up. I'm giving you a like a. This is too messy for me. I can't stand. You have now legally bound yourselves. So let's make it easy. Once you're legally bound through marriage, it is time to make sure that all this stuff and all of these titling issues are cleaned up. Okay. And if you don't want that, if you're like, no, I want it in my name and she wants it in her name and we want it to pass to our to our siblings or to our nieces and nephews, then that has to be drawn up as well. So right now it's a little messy and someone is left with a mess and messes are not my favorite thing, especially estate messes. If you would like to join us on this program, all you need to do is go to JillOnMoney.com, click the Contact Us button, and just fill out the form. And when that little checkbox comes up and says, would you like to join us live? Yes, you can do that. And you can also appear with us via video. That is on our YouTube show, Jill on Money, powered by The Compound. You can check it out on our website. Mark Talercio is the co-host and executive producer and king of all things web. This program is distributed by Paramount Global. We drop episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Please leave us a rating and review wherever you listen. And of course, lift someone up. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you on Thursday. If you like Money Watch, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Get one of the most successful broadcasts in television history on your schedule with the 60 Minutes podcast. Hard-hitting investigative reports, news and culture maker interviews and in-depth profiles are waiting for you in every episode. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus. 
the Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, early and ad-free on Wondery Plus, starting May 1st.